very warm welcome to all our listeners. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you will enjoy this podcast. Hi Nitin, thank you so much for joining us on Blitz Business. It's good to have you. Hi Ashish, uh, it's lovely to have you as well. It's uh, I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. Let's get started Nitin. So Nitin, first of all, if you can tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, so uh, I was uh, born in Calcutta in a simple traditional Marwadi family and we quickly moved as a family to Mumbai and I spent the rest of my life here. With a couple of years, of course, in the in the middle, I was in the UK where I did my master's. If I have to describe myself, I would like to call myself a learning enthusiast. I think whatever I've built until now is a result uh, of my inquisitiveness and I think continuous learning mindset. So uh, I joined the logistics industry, which my uh, sorry, the logistics company, which my father had built and started. But this joining of his company was a very reluctant sort of an act way back after I finished my master's. But now in in retrospective, uh, if I have to see, yes, I think I'm very glad I did join him. So what was the reluctance? I guess the, the industry, I mean, I saw him when I grew up, I saw him uh, very stressed, very tensed. Uh, you know, picking his voice most of the time. I mean, that's what the transport, uh, traditional transport business was all about. You have to be at it on your toes uh, all the time. So I grew up looking at him like that. And I thought this is not the industry I want to be a part of because uh, it was full of quarrels, full of stress all the time. Yeah. And is it the same now? <laughs> well, I think that, uh, yes, a part of it is still the same. But uh, the next generation has sort of understood where to draw the line, you know. I think most of us have understood where, where, where we need to take the company and where we want to draw the line. Of course, a lot has changed and professionalism has stepped in. So even so the customers give, sort of, yeah, sorry. Give us an example, Nathan, like how earlier it used to be a certain situation was handled versus now how the next generation like you and others are handling. So uh, there's a lot of uh, information that was always kept, uh, you know, hidden in uh, the earlier days or sort of no one was available or no, no one was aware. Like, for example, a truck moving from place A to place B, only the driver of the truck would know where the truck is because the truck supplier or the transporter or the customer chasing the uh, truck would not know where it is. The only way of communicating was if a driver calls you back. Now, of course, uh, when I joined the company, there was a, a telephone or a mobile phone that was available. But much later now, I think there's a GPS tracking device or there are SIM card tracking devices available. So it's not so tough to understand uh, where the driver is with your cargo. And uh, accordingly, this information can be passed on to the customer at a click of a button. Uh, you know, or for that matter, most of it is always available. So that makes our life as logistic owners also very easy for the customer services, yeah. So uh, earlier, I have seen my father actually, you know, sort of picking up the call, asking uh, the truck owner or the broker, as to where the you know, jaldi and things like that. <laughs> hmm. So, uh, which is not the case anymore, yeah, fortunately. Fortunately. And uh, uh, how was um, um, your preference for city, Calcutta or Bombay? <laughs> so yeah, Mumbai, of course, I think I've grown here. I, I, I live the city to the fullest. So 
I think living uh, or choosing a city or a lot depends on your social circle or now where you've grown and where you've been comfortable. When I go back to Calcutta now, of course, I see a lot of warmth uh, and a slow-paced life as compared to Bombay. But I would still prefer Bombay any day. Okay. And uh, in terms of when you sort of uh, uh, in this business, what has changed? You mentioned like technology is playing a game in this entire mm. aspects and different different mm. things but yeah. in the end um, from business perspective right it's a volume driven thin margin business right correct so what are the targets you in your head you are taking you know for example what do you want to achieve versus what was the milestones set by your father for example so, uh, if, if I have to think, I think the mindset which my father may be having was more on serviceability because, uh, you know, serviceability then, of course, now also matters a lot. But uh, that was a challenge, you know, to service our customers with, with, without technology available. Uh, now, I think uh, it's, it's a growth mindset. Uh, the mindset is scalability because, uh, like you said, it is a very thin volume driven business. And un until or unless you grow, uh, over a period of time, uh, you cannot sustain in the business. So scalability is definitely what uh, I would uh, say is my strategy moving forward. But uh, scalability with a lot of riders, it comes with a lot of riders, Ashish. So uh, it does come with uh, a lot of team effort, team work putting together, a lot of mindset that has to be changed within the customers. So yeah, that's what it is. So scalability in terms of, so how do you sort of uh, establish scale? Like what are the KPIs? Like more trucks, more, uh, um, what are those metrics you look into, you know, when you say more scalable and what is your plan to what level you want to scale? Correct. So uh, uh, of course, scalability in this business would, or any business would mean more customers. And uh, with scale, you are, you know, I think the logistics companies are now uh, more focusing or should focus on diversifying into various other uh, mod modules. For example, it could not only be focusing on transportation, they'll be complementing business like warehousing, like packing and moving or flexible warehousing, uh, things like that, which will uh, so you have to come with a bunch of services to a customer. Uh, and of course, going forward, people would now expect our customers would definitely expect us to be on a multimodal level, uh, not only providing them with surface transport, but also waterways, airways uh, should be, I think, the future. So, yeah, scalability should happen in a very structured manner, depending upon in what phase your company is. But for me, it would definitely mean uh, a more sustainable uh, environment where both the team and the company is growing together understood and and in last i think four five years within a uh, lot of startups have come up in this space i'm assuming in logistics yeah. also i know a few of them also so um are, did it fascinate you to see how the startups are operating or any plans to or already have you made some investment in startups also what's your thought process around this entire ecosystem 
So yes, I've seen the startups come. Uh, some have scaled uh, exponentially and some have uh, not been able to uh, sustain as well. Uh, it, it's, it's a dramatic turn of events and I think they also kept on our toes uh, to think beyond the traditional approach of scaling businesses. So when we were scaling up, we thought we would, uh, okay, customers are gay, service de diya, just keep repeating it. But when startups came, they scaled up so fast, which I, which I did in 20 years, they would have done it in two years. You know, that's the, oh. that's the, that's the uh, quickness that, uh, with which they scaled up. But of course there was a steady plan. They were uh, making losses uh, in the process of scaling up which does not go well with my thought process of building a business. Uh, it uh, should not start like that. Businesses are meant to make profits for both the business owner and the employees and the customers. So um, uh, going back to what your question is, yes, uh, I think I've definitely seen them, but it has definitely helped us. The startup culture has helped us also um, to scale up and to you know think beyond the box. Got it. Um, so Nitin, in this entire sort of your journey, so what keeps you going? What keeps you motivated? I think, uh, uh, you know, I've always been fascinated with learning new concepts and uh, also because, you know, my father sort of, I lost my father much earlier. So I believe there was a certain gap uh, or a certain uh, void that has come into place which has led me to, uh, you know, uh, learn the ropes of running a business. And uh, that's what keeps me going now, because when I meet a few mentors or, or when I read a good book, I realize that why didn't I think of it earlier or why didn't I think of it like that? So when, when we meet as a group also, when we look at different perspectives, uh, it fascinates me that a, a certain problem has multiple solutions and uh, you can sort of, uh, you know, select uh, which just suits you the best. And in this journey, Nitin, you didn't feel like, ki, you know, um, or maybe you want to try new businesses while this is, this business has been sort of established and you know, ki kya problems aega, nahi aega, you know, the in and out of the business yeah. right yeah. so do you have such plans or already you have done such things so yeah so uh, we traditionally we have a 50 year old logistics company which is called by the name of mega freight movers and when it this company reached a certain stage of self-sustainability i realized i am getting the itch of building something again from the scratch that's when we started our, our company mega pack and carry which is a different vertical altogether of course has its ethos uh, in logistics, but does have a, a, a packing and moving activity to do, which is now directed towards the end consumer and not a B2B model, more on the B2C model. So that's which we built, yes. And uh, I think one should, or one entrepreneur should start building some uh, businesses uh, as we go along. It sort of keeps you motivated, keeps you encouraged and challenges you as well. Uh, assuming Nitin, if you were to give in be given a the fresh slate what will be the uh -huh. first business you would have started forget logistics and in this entire packing you know in this iske spectrum mini what would you have started if you were given a fresh slate 
interesting turn of discussion, Ashish, and uh, you know, and this is something that I've uh, answered many times twenty years ago when I was to join my father's business. I would have loved to be in the hotel industry. I would, I think, I'm a very wow. people's person, and uh, you know, running a small uh, hotel uh, or restaurants is something I would have loved to do back then. But after stepping into the logistics industry, I've never looked back. I've always sort of uh, stayed here and tried to make the best out of it. Wow, very interesting choice. Yeah. So any, any, um, any, um, you had some inspiration. You met certain people during your back in the days. You know uh, what? Fa- what fascinated you about hotels? I think meeting people, uh, uh, you know, uh, meeting different people, uh, conversing with them, uh, and a culture of uh, diversity coming together, uh, learning from them, interacting with them is very uh, is 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 uh, very enjoyable. Uh, and you know, sort of logistics industry is a little dry when it comes to this. Uh, we do, of course, meet a lot of people, uh, but it's very rarely that you encounter a a, a, a discussion which is. Uh, leading to a learning a learning discussion you, know? you don't take anything back you already know what the customer wants or what the you know employees want and things like that but in a hotel industry i just find the culture and the vibe really cool wow fascinating fascinating mm-hmm. um so any any plan in future maybe now or oh, no <laughs> <laughs> so I, I I do run a small farm uh, in Igarpuri, uh, which you know was built for our own uh, sort of uh, luxury sort of uh, enjoyment. But uh, we have started leasing it out to families who want to enjoy the weekends. And I think I sort of uh, take uh, uh, <laughs> take my uh, take my hotel sort of you know dreams there. So, uh, though extremely small and extremely intimate, but I I enjoy that, yeah, running the so, farm. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. So we had like I had couple of hoteliers come to the podcast, and it was a thorough, enjoyable, you know, experience because, uh, as you said, you know, they are people's person, and the way they can um, correlate things and talk, you know, uh, one of the most fun conversations I had uh, on this podcast, including this one also so <laughs> thank you so then uh moving on um um okay so uh nitin for the then moving on you mentioned you have sort of established another company in packing so what is that next milestone so, so for example like for next five years um you want to touch a certain revenue numbers or add vertically integrate, maybe add something else. So what are those certain milestones now you're looking at um, for the next five, 10 years or whatever the time frame you have in mind? So of course we are expecting a radical change in any industry that we are in right now, whether it is logistics or hotels or any other industry, because there's so much more AI going on uh, you know, and there's a lot of artificial intelligence that we are talking about. So we, it's tough to sort of look at a ten-year period, Ashish, because there's so much rapid changes happening in each industry. So if I have to look at a smaller, uh, uh, you know, period, say maybe two to three years, yes, I would look at more sustainable models. I would look at more uh, areas where we can provide customers with a, a better better service 
in terms of something that is uh, out of the box once again, something that is uh, never heard of, never seen. Because the packing industry is in India is very, very uh, naive, very small, or uh, you know, still growing. Indians, uh, in on a whole, you would see are very jugadu people, and I love that about us. You know, uh, so when it comes to packing and moving, and we started that, we realized that there are a lot of our customers who will want to, you know, do their own uh, little packing in their own gunny bags, a very haphazard manner, but very uh, innocently sort of done. Uh, and I would want to change that perspective from the jugad that they do and the process that they, uh, you know, they follow in managing their moves from one house to the other. Uh, it takes only a fraction of the amount more to hire professional services and get uh, the entire stress managed by someone else. So I would want that change to happen in the couple of years where packers and movers are considered a good alternative to the jugad. Let's talk a little bit about uh, technology. You mentioned AI, so uh, I absolutely love technology. You know, that's what my background is. So I, I recently got a chance to see a trial in Europe, you know, of these self-driving trucks. So let's hmm. talk about little about that. You know, is that sort of thing happening here? I know the technical challenges in terms of the road infrastructure, a random car appearing anywhere, or all these sort of challenges. But do you think these things are feasible here in India from self-driving perspective? Because it can reduce driver costs. But I'm not too sure is that a too much of a bottleneck in India, the cost of drivers. You know, I, I had this very uh, interesting conversation with my drivers of my trucks the other day. And we, I was telling them that we need to grow and sort of, you know, uh, think beyond the box. Uh, kind of a discussion is what I was having with the drivers. And I told them that, yeah, listen, this is what is happening in the West. And we have self-driving trucks that are coming up. And I'm sure India will have that soon. And they said, sir, is jeevan mein to hume nahi dekhne ko milega. India, if people are going to go to the same place, then there is a lot of trust. So, you know, uh, keeping the jokes apart, of course, I think the, the country is not ready for such a big change. Uh, whether it is traffic or the infrastructure uh, is, is extremely uh, sort of uh, new or underdeveloped. So, uh, I think... Uh, self-driving trucks will definitely take some time to come unless self-driving cars take a hit on the road and uh, and that that process is enjoyable people have uh, you know sort of accepted it maybe then self-driving trucks may come what about nitin like years to come yeah what, what about nitin uh, drones taking or is it like too small of a payload or package which is not suitable from your business perspective? No, so it uh, does not suit our business perspective because we are in the more heavier, larger cargo or moving the entire truckload of material, which a drone would not be able to do. But for parcel services, I love the technology. I like the fact that a drone can be used for ultimately to reach uh, locations where it's tough for a person or a human to reach. Uh, having said that, the security issues that the, the drones come with, of course, has to be looked into. I don't like the idea of, uh, you know, uh, peeping into somebody's uh, privacy when it comes to drones. But yeah, if there can be a tech that can take care of that, why not? Yeah, it's most welcome. So in this business, Nitin, what is the big challenge in this entire logistics business? Is it the people... 
the transportation itself like which is the biggest challenge till now for you so i think the biggest challenge ashish is very clearly because it's a service driven industry the human resource sort of takes the uh, you know the cake when it comes to the challenges i'll say i'll tell you why because uh, industry the transport industry invariably you know sort of uh, uh, attracts the uh, less educated crowd not everybody is uh, very open to the idea of coming here and working as a supervisor or a truck driver or a, a, a you know a, a traffic manager for that matter so uh, this industry sort of attracts that kind of crowd and to expect them to uh, give the best of services to customers challenging hota hai i when i say challenging it, i don't mean that it is impossible of course we are doing it since so many years but uh, to overcome that challenge you have to be with your team all the time making sure that they understand they learn the ropes uh, much quickly uh, so that the customers can be serviced very well the customers on the other hand are extremely polished corporate employees who uh, expect it to uh, work like uh, you know any other clockwork you know ki apne aap kyun nahi ho raha hai so why do we have to follow why do we have to keep asking for things so uh, the challenge is to make sure that your team understands that and is in uh, in sync with the customer's requirement which is again also changing so uh, what uh, what we try and do is to make sure we have a very steady training calendar and uh, a very uh, you know repetitive training calendar so that uh, we can touch base on these points discuss with the team members where they are finding it tough or where they are not able to align themselves with the customers requirement or with the changing times so that we are a step ahead of what the customers may need understood and yeah. how is this uh, um, last couple of years especially the pandemic hmm. for you guys as a company so actually mega pack and carry our uh, you know our company which does the packing and moving uh, was was formed in the on 5th march 2020 and uh, with all the dreams that hum so you know we will be shifting so many homes these are the customers we will be targeting these are the customers we already have businesses with and all that just crashed coming down by the 25th of march because the pandemic was there wow yeah so within 25 days all our dreams aspirations were crushed uh to the to the ground and we were not sure what we were going to do but like you know i like they say it's it's one doors close and the many others open sort of a thing so we uh, in the we immediately resorted to giving the individuals services of storing their household goods in our warehouses because all of them wanted to leave a city like mumbai delhi hyderabad and go back to their hometowns where they came from and they didn't know how to do that so we sort of give them give them a service that okay we will pack your belongings and we will put them in our warehouse at one fifth of the rentals you may be paying in an apartment and whenever you are ready to come back to bombay your material will be ready for you and you can always uh, you know take a new apartment or go back to the same apartment and we'll get your uh, things delivered we did not know then ashish is this is going to take a while and the customers who came to us in the month of may june and july of 2020 actually stayed with us and we warehouse their goods for over one year one maybe more than that one and a half year as well oh wow so we didn't know it was going to uh, be that uh, uh, rapid and that quick that so many customers would actually land up coming to us so the pandemic did uh, uh, tell us that you know you have to be just keep your head above the water <laughs> and you will definitely survive 
so that happened and then um, of course uh, we also did a lot of uh, you know it peripheral packing and moving for all the it companies who wanted to send laptops and bring laptops back from their employees so we did that in large numbers in thousands of numbers in a day so that kept our company going and what was the um, i assume how do you differentiate in this segment being such a traditional business you know so is it the relationships or the um, the work the volume of work you have done in the past like what is the difference how does the differentiation comes from i think uh, uh, we of course in our company i would like to say that the differentiation we do is always uh, taking decisions based on data uh, which is also not uh, uh, you know very common in the industry because most uh, uh, companies don't have data to bank upon uh, when i moved into my company i was I made sure that everybody is has access to a computer uh, even the the loading supervisors have access now to a smartphone and we are sharing and receiving data from each point there and making sure that the review meetings do tell them that this is how the data is shaping up because of your input or because of what you're doing so uh, that's where i think we sort of differentiate ourselves because data is very important in taking decisions based on data it becomes easy for both me as a business owner and for our staff members that to to sort of assess where we are going and why such a decision was taken so is it nitin you have assume you have sls ki itne time mein aapko pahunchana hai na payment does it get affected or yes so we do have a, a, a strong sla from the cor- cor- corporate customers as well as our uh, p2c packing and moving customers because the product once taken in our hands has to fit the transit time and has to be delivered within the transit time and that's the biggest uh, kpi yeah and did you see any sort of trend so i'm it just came to my mind you know um since pandemic happened you know work from home aaya to lot of people just went into their towns mostly you know and till now i was just discussing with couple of people um some of them are not ready to come back you know they are like cost yeah. city mein rehna is a cost travel ek cost alag hai you know i can save more if i am in my hometown yeah. so in terms of um your business when you looked at it did you see some sort of trend emerging or right now it's still happening like people are moving to towns or are they back in city kuch aisa anything you have to something to share so i think it's, it's more to do with uh, industry specific i think the it and the tech industry is definitely uh, open still open to the idea of working from home i know the biggest tech companies haven't called their employees back to office Uh, there are other companies uh, corporate companies who are still giving a couple of days off and work from home concept still continues but until when you know uh, ultimately for a company or employees to sort of survive uh, and to grow more than survival i think grow i think uh, to meet each other is extremely important uh, to have that physical uh, meetings are very important so i don't see that uh, this trend should continue yes the trend may emerge that the tier 2 tier 3 cities in themselves will grow and become a bigger hub for employees to stay work and for companies to see as tier 2 tier 3 cities to become their head offices that could be a great trend to see but uh, when it comes to staying back 
and the work from home concept, I strongly believe one should come back to office because that's where uh, the culture uh, uh, can be sort of handed over to the employees. It's not always so easy to do that online. I think physically when you meet each other, it's not only about the work, it's the culture uh, that a company runs on has to be passed on. So I assume you are in the group of not from not for work from home but against. <laughs> Absolutely, I I personally feel when I started working from home, I was a mess. I was a complete mess. <laughs> so uh, I think I want to take that from my own life and uh, you know sort of duplicate it for everyone around me. And abhi social media pe there is this thing or thought topic hai. Let me take your opinion also. So Narayan Murthy recently said ki young guys or you know people should work 70 hours a week. So hmm. pura social media thoda divide hai. Koi kuch hai, kuch hmm. different different perspectives hai. What 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 is your perspective? 70 hours a week hona chahiye, kya hona chahiye, or what do you expect from your employees? Yeah, so I get this question a lot from my own uh, employees and the people who I work with. As to sir, uh, you know, uh, our office was a lot of trouble in our office, Ashish. You know, sir, I was at 10 o'clock at 10 o'clock, then I was you know, late, and I was at 11 o'clock, and that kind of thing. And I always kept back in telling them that the, the number of hours really don't matter. You can actually put in as many hours in the office as you want, but then quality is definitely more important than quantity any any given day so uh, even if i sort of bind them within the 70 hours or an 80 hour week uh, how does that matter ultimately they have to be productive so instead of uh, focusing on the hours that an employee will put in we should definitely focus on how productive the employee is and if he has more time on hand whether he's learning and growing uh, uh, you know in his field so you're one of the chill bosses i assume then like no, so I'm not a, I'm not one of the chill bosses when it comes to productivity. It should definitely not die down. But yeah, if you see my culture in my in my offices, I am not very strict about timings. Understood. Understood. And let's move little forward then Nitin so what is apart from both work we discussed work 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 yeah. but iske ilawa, what do you do what do you enjoy most doing work ke uh, other than work I, I'm a very hands-on father Ashish I'm a father of three wonderful kids and uh, I really like spending time with uh, them uh, thoroughly enjoy every moment with them honestly and when it comes to personal, I like uh, reading. I like to paint whenever I get the time to. That's very rare though. But I would like to, uh, you know, uh, maybe paint more often. And, Any book uh, suggestion, um, Nitin? <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm, re I'm currently reading this book called Traction. Have you read it, Ashish? I have read the title somewhere. <laughs> So it's uh, it's it's by Dino Wickman, and uh, he talks about uh, getting a grip on your business. It's a great learning procedure because it sort of gives you uh, right from uh, scratch uh, uh, a really good uh, EOS, uh, entrepreneur's operating system. And the way he uh, you know demystifies the whole business development is really unique. It's it's wonderful. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. Um... And sorry, you were saying something else before. Um, uh, apart from the books, 
you were going to mention something i said yeah i said i think uh, a painting and traveling of course who doesn't like traveling but yeah these are the things i would like to do more often if given the time and are you like a social media are you updated with all the memes or you stay away from social media you know how can i stay away from social media <laughs> I I really th- I think we will be uh, in social <laughs> in a lot of ways <laughs> yeah, not in social media but I do want to restrict my time I'm I'm very ma- mindful of where and when am I using social media so uh, and that, uh, so you know I've, I've actually spent hours on social media and now I'm sort of uh, zoning out of it so uh, one should be very mindful of that one should not spend too much time on social media I hope my sure. daughter is listening <laughs> 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 are you able to control their social media time i mean in children i assume you know it's it's very difficult they're glued to the screens yeah. and again uh, i think the times have changed and the children of today are uh, using social media not from the social media we know of they are actually their life is on social media they're conversing with each other on social media they are chatting learning everything on social media so uh there was a very uh, good uh, uh, you know lines i had read somewhere that it is not the parents today who raise the kids it's the social media who raises the kids so if you can control the what they watch on social media you can control your children as well <laughs> so there is there's this interesting um trend which i got to observe you know so in our circle friend circle or maybe you know in the friend circle children etc etc so earlier we used to hear like um, hey i read this thing you know do you know this happened i read about this was a and lately it has been you know what i saw on insta so every every the source has become insta for yeah. at least yeah. within our circle you know it's like hey i saw this usse pehle till like few years back till you know it was like i read something and reading has gone down the hill <laughs> so yeah i totally get that you know because i i see that in my employees in my at my home everywhere that people are spending a reckless amount of hours on social media and they really need to wake up because uh, it's going to make them very very unproductive uh, they're going to lose out on extremely important quality time they can spend elsewhere on their own growth their career growth or for that matter even uh, you know uh, communicating interacting with actual humans that is true that is true yeah yeah one actually very mindful that is true awesome and then nitin uh, touching little bit about about uh, financials so do you guys plan to raise any capital have you guys raised any capital in the past what is that sort of um, no so we haven't work? honestly uh, we haven't honestly raised any capital in the past we are pretty much bootstrapped all along and want to maintain that considering the kind of uh, structure or organic uh, growth we are seeking we are not very uh, 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 we are not actually eyeing the inorganic growth yet but like i said uh, the business strategies and the way businesses are growing as the, the it's changing every couple of years so we don't know what's coming until now we have no plan. but never the temptation looked you know never the temptation got you when the capital was easy to raise not now <laughs> like in the last couple of years um well never really it never crossed my mind i think it is uh, the it was again of my traditional malwadi family which sort of kept me away from uh, uh, doing taking that step 
and i think organic growth is uh, good yeah i mean ultimately it's controlled it's profitable and uh, you know i would rather answer my you know my team for whatever we have done instead of answering or you know getting questioned from someone external true true it it hmm. do bring a lot of flexibility uh, in terms of how the speed the pace how you want to grow etc so yeah yeah definitely yeah. awesome awesome thanks a ton nitin for being so candid and giving us you know insights into this space um, yeah, if you want to talk about anything else if we may have missed any other things you want to share with us well not really ashish it's been extremely enjoyable i didn't even realize how we spent the last half an hour just chit chatting with each other and it was so wonderful talking to you and uh, i hope i made sense uh, for everyone who's listening to this podcast uh, i would just e- would like to end uh, the discussion that one should definitely keep learning you know uh, entrepreneurship is something that can be learned and i sort of realized that much later in my career i, I just want to send this message out to all the young entrepreneurs who want to have their own businesses it can be learned and it's not gifted by anyone great point to end the podcast with and thank you for the book suggestion you know i was looking for something and now now i know what to read next perfect and we'll connect uh, i'm i'm sure we'll connect offline to discuss more books yes absolutely thank you nitin